This is the Marriage Bites Podcast, episode 40. Get some accountability. Welcome to this episode of the Marriage Bites Podcast. Our conversation starts kind of abruptly because we were trying to decide what to talk about in this episode, and then we started to get into a conversation. We were like, oh, this is good. Let's just hit record and continue. So that's why the beginning is a little bit weird, but I think you'll find the discussion that we had a good one. At least I hope you will. And so here's the episode. So holding ourselves accountable, but also our spouse accountable. What were you saying about holding... If you aren't honest with yourself, you can't hold yourself truly accountable. Because accountability requires honesty. So if you're not holding yourself accountable, then what you think of as holding your spouse accountable is often actually not that because the whole thing is built on something that's not totally true. And I'm trying to think of like a real concrete example of that. Well, I kind of feel like the backpack problem... He was unable to hold others truly accountable because he wasn't being fully honest with himself by saying, yeah, partly it was my fault for leaving my backpack out. So he was just looking to blame for revenge. He wasn't really interested in, okay, he did this. He needs to buy me a new candy bar. He wasn't actually holding his brother accountable. He was just getting revenge. I think it takes a lot of a lot of anger out of things when, I guess, when you're wanting to hold your spouse accountable. Mm-hmm. But then you, if you're able to see your accountability and your part in whatever the problem might be, I think it takes some of that anger away because mm-hmm. we don't want to be angry at ourselves. And I think it tempers things a bit. I think you're right about that. <clears throat> I mean, say we have some sort of thing going on. How would you hold yourself accountable? Or how would you hold your spouse accountable? Or should you hold yourself accountable first? Does that make sense? I would think you'd want to hold yourself accountable first if you're fully mature. <laughs> Which maturity comes and goes. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're not holding yourself accountable, then you're not truly being honest with yourself or with your spouse. And then everything you're trying to get them to do, when you're telling yourself, I just want him to do this to hold him accountable, it's actually built on a lie because you're not actually holding yourself accountable first. And so it's more like, I'm looking for validation from you, or I'm looking to punish you or whatever. I'm trying to punish you for your jerky behavior. I think it's more than, of that punishment than anything. Yeah, yeah, that it's punishment or revenge rather than simply holding accountable. This goes back to boundary setting. Sometimes people are like, I have a boundary and you can't cross it. And if you do, I'm going to try to control you to make you keep my boundary. <laughs> That's not a boundary at all. That's more like manipulation. Right, right. Whereas when I'm like, this is my boundary. When you do that thing, I'm going to do this thing to take care of myself. Then you're holding your own boundaries. Other people do not hold your boundaries. You hold your boundaries. So it sounds like... That when something is going on in a marriage, I mean, whatever it might be, and you find yourself wanting to blame your partner Mm -hmm. or hold them accountable, I guess best practices is to really try to see your partner at first. Mm -hmm. But let's say hypothetical, you, there is something going on and you want to hold your spouse accountable and you are super mature and you're just the wisest out there, kind of like me. (laughs) And you, you look at yourself and you you really do a lot of analysis and, and things on yourself and you realize mm-hmm. that almost all of this is my spouse. Uh-huh. How do you hold your spouse accountable? By keeping your own boundaries nice and strong. And again, like I said, boundaries are about you and what you will do, not about your spouse and what your spouse does. 
Secondly, you can make requests of your spouse. You can say, listen, I know that when I feel angry, when you do this thing, my anger is mine to solve, but please, will you do it anyway? That's a whole lot different than you made me angry because you didn't do that thing. You see? Because I, I know when... <sighs> All right, I'm, I'm, the, I'm super mature here. I already said it. Yeah. Many of those times when you've come to me to hold me accountable, mm-hmm. it seems like it's really lopsided. Like I get held accountable a lot more, probably because I screw up more and I'm less mature. I mean, I don't know what I'm saying now. Now I'm contradicting myself. In those instances when you've tried to hold me accountable for things, it easily can turn into a fight. Mm-hmm. It can, it could because the one being held accountable can feel attacked or, or whatever it may be. How would you hold your spouse accountable for? I wish I had an example, but how do you mm-hmm. hold your spouse accountable for something without having it turn into a real problem? So if I'm trying to hold you accountable for your stuff and my stuff, that's when the blame game begins. If I'm like, well, this is all your fault. And you're like, it's not all my fault. It's all your fault. That's just how that blame game starts. But if I come and I say, look, I know I spent too much money on Amazon last month. So part of that is on me. But I noticed that I spent this much and you also spent this much. And what are you going to do about your part, for example? And saying, listen, I'm cleaning up this credit card mess this way, my part, by doing this. And it's important to me that we get out of credit card debt. So what can you do to pay for your part? That would be holding your spouse accountable. Not holding them accountable would be like, well, you're the, it's your fault we're getting so much credit card debt. Or the other way is like, fine, I'll just be the martyr and I'll just pay off the whole thing just because he won't do it or something. Like it can go both ways. This not holding accountable can be over-functioning and it can also be under-functioning. But either way, it's damaging to the relationship. Self-confronting in the presence of your spouse is not easy to say, look, I'm sorry, I screwed up. Yes, I shouldn't have made that purchase. That was an emotional buy or something. But to really admit that in front of your spouse takes a lot of humility and it's not always easy to do because your spouse might be like, yeah, you did the wrong thing. And then that's really hard to open up to somebody and say that and then have them to not really accept or receive it in a kind way. So it takes, like I said, it takes a lot of maturity, mm-hmm. and it probably takes a lot of practice. I know in our 20s, we, we had some conflict about things and holding each other had accountable. had our share of the blame game, for right. sure. Right, and, and it, it never went well. Mm-mm. I feel like we're we're doing better, mm-hmm. but we, you know, we have 22 years of experience, but we're still not perfect at it, and maybe that's one of those things that you're never fully perfect at, I guess if if you do go to try to hold your spouse accountable, and even if you do lay it out on the table, your part of it, whatever it be, and you try to hold your spouse accountable for it, um, they may still become angry. And mm-hmm. I mean, their feelings are their, their own. But yeah. one thing as you were just talking, I, I thought about is sometimes it's that energy that comes about from that confronting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, I can think of lots of times when the energy was really um, resentful. Mm-hmm. Um, and really blaming and and almost like I don't do anything wrong and you're screwing up and or there's also this thing that we do well yeah I screwed up too but it's mostly you like yes I screwed right. up but in my mind whether I'm saying it or not I'm still blaming you for it right and our spouses can feel when the other is actually blaming even when they're like making a token well this was my part in it right the but, words sound good but the energy that comes back yeah it, it kind of remember reminds me of uh, a few episodes back, we talked about the fight that we had. And, you know, the person, when you go to confront your spouse and try to hold them accountable for, you know, not picking up their socks or leaving their dirty underwear on your pillow or whatever it might be. <laughs> um, 
those are just little funny things, but a lot of times there's big important things. Mm-hmm. Is that you have to find the right time to do it. Yeah, the right time is important. If your spouse is super tired and and they're kind of grumpy, that's not the right time to do it. And that's I don't want to tell people exactly when they need to go mm-hmm. talk to their spouse to hold them accountable about mm-hmm. things because everybody knows their spouse better than anyone else and you'll know when to do it. You really have to be careful of the energy you put forward when you do that. Yeah. You have to get really clear in yourself. What am I actually feeling? Am I actually blaming my spouse for this? You know, more than they sh- more than I should. Am I actually fully taking responsibility for my part? Or am I like, yeah, it's my fault too, but it's mostly their fault. Like, are you actually still in blame? And first get yourself too neutral, at least on it and be like, yeah, I screwed up too. And he screwed up too. And I can ask for something better or something different. That means I have to level up my game as well. I can't just be like, well, you have to fix this for me. You have to just do better and then ask nothing of myself. That's not honest. So... If you try to hold your spouse accountable for something and you've held yourself accountable, mm-hmm. you're making whatever change you need to make, but your spouse is continually doing whatever it is that they need to be held accountable mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. and they won't, they don't seem to be getting it or they don't seem to care. I would say keep trying to hold them, you know, to be accountable, but how long is too long? Do you eventually just give up and just live with it? Well, it does depend on what it is. Well, I think of, say your spouse is having an affair. Okay. And... You come to them and you're like, hey, you need to knock this stuff off, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you're trying to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. Hey, this isn't right. You know, it's bad for the family. It's bad for the kids. It's bad for you. It's bad for whatever you want to say. You know, maybe that's a time when you try to hold them accountable once. And if they keep doing it, you're done. You know, you walk away. Mm-hmm. But if it's something is... small like, hey, I noticed that you won't refill the ice cube tray. Yeah. You know, if people still have those in this world. If you try to hold them accountable for that. Maybe that's something you just let go eventually. If they mm-hmm. keep if they keep not filling it up, maybe it's something you just let go. Right. So, yeah, if I was like, hey, you need to fill up the ice cube trays when you're done, when you empty them, and then you keep forgetting and keep forgetting, and it's just not that important to you, I get to decide, is refilling the ice cube trays important enough to me that I don't mind doing it, that I'm going to do it by choice because I believe it's important to me? Or am I going to be like, you know what? If we don't have ice, big deal. That's fine. Which one feels more in my own integrity to do it myself from a place of like, okay, clearly he's not going to do it. I'm the one who cares about having ice. It's not too much of an ask. It's not too much for me to just decide to do it myself. Sure. Or to say, okay, if he uses the ice and he wants ice and he doesn't get it, too bad. You know, I know there's probably people out there listening that are saying, no, you have to hold your ground. You know, sometimes you do and sometimes the juice isn't worth the squeeze and if you're going to remain with this person, it's sometimes you just have to do whatever it is. And are you willing to leave your spouse over the ice cube trays not being filled? And maybe you will. Like if the ice cube trays is a life or death situation, I don't know, for some reason, if the Those ice cube trays is really, really important to you, again, maybe it's not about the ice cube trays. Maybe it's about feeling respected hmm. because you're thinking if he respected me, he would do what I asked. And so now you're feeling disrespected. Because the ice cube trays don't get filled up and put back in the freezer right away. Like that makes it a bigger thing. So you can get clear with yourself and say, is he actually meaning to disrespect me by not filling up the ice cube trays? Is it just that he was in a rush? He's in a hurry to get to wherever he was going. Like what is it really? It's just forgetful. Is making it mean he doesn't respect me what I really want to make this mean? Or do I just want to make it mean he's forgetful and I can forgive that? So it's up to you. I'm not saying that one way is right or wrong. 
but it really is up to you to get clear with yourself. I mean, there's ice cube trees and then there's affairs. If I got cheated on, I would feel extremely disrespected by that. And I think that would be reasonable. And if you told me you'd never do it again and then you did it again, I don't know if I would... I think affair is one place that is justified to leave a marriage. I mean... I do too. Not that you can't stay together, because I've heard of a lot of couples who had an affair and they ended up staying together and the relationship got even stronger. I'm not going to judge somebody for leaving a relationship if they were cheated on. Every relationship is so varied and so different. And mm-hmm. there's there's so many complex complexities with it that it's hard to, to say, well, you should do this, you should do that, and this is how you should handle every situation. I think from this discussion we're having is that when you choose to hold your spouse accountable, you should really look at yourself first. Mm-hmm. And what your part of it is yeah. and really become clear with that and... And maybe it fixes everything by you taking accountability for Sometimes yourself. Sometimes it does. Right. But if it doesn't, then when you start working on yourself, but then go to your spouse in full honesty mm-hmm. and say, this is my part. I fully acknowledge it. I see this as being your part. With that energy, like I talked about, mm-hmm. not this angry, resentful energy, but hey, this is what I've seen. What can we do to fix this? Yeah, honesty with yourself about your part and about your spouse's part is what makes the difference between holding your partner accountable and being punishing and vengeful. Because we think, well, I'm just holding me accountable. But really behind there, there's a lot of resentment and a lot of blame. Once you get to pure honesty about the situation, as close as you can, then you can actually hold your spouse accountable. Before then, you're in resentment, Revenge, blame, punishing. And those aren't good places to be. That undermines the strength of your relationship. It does. And and I think we've both been in those situations. Absolutely. And um, no longer. We're just, we're 100% love and growth. (laughs) This never happens anymore. (laughs) Yeah, we have risen above. Hopefully you're all laughing, being like, you guys are full of crap. Yeah, hopefully you Uh, hear our sarcasm. Yeah, it's a lifelong thing. I mm-hmm. think I think the more you do this stuff, the easier it gets. You never mm-hmm. you never become fully perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are humans. Sometimes we feel resentful. Sometimes we do blame the other person even when we know we shouldn't. Even when we know we're doing it and we know we don't want to, we still do. Because we're human beings mm-hmm. who have limbic brains and who are flawed and who have past trauma that gets triggered. You know, I don't know if there's any person on this earth that is not ever triggered by past experiences. Those memories are brought into the situation right now. The spouse is like, what the heck is going on here? Why is this such a big deal? What's happening? Because they aren't aware. And sometimes the person themselves is not aware that what's being triggered right now is a past memory that's being applied to the current situation. And once you realize, oh, I reacted that way because that's what my father used to say to me. And the spouse had no idea. Right. I think if your spouse won't hold themselves accountable, a nudge toward them to mm-hmm. be accountable mm-hmm. is, is really good. And, and if they don't, then I guess you have a choice to make on how yeah. you're going to deal with that. Yeah. What is your boundary going to be? Sometimes the boundary line has to be set so far that it means I'm leaving the relationship. Like, I'm leaving the relationship is a setting a boundary. Sure. And it's not that that has to always be what the boundary is. Sometimes people are like, well, you either have to stay and take it or you leave the relationship. And there is a lot in between. But sometimes people only see like either stay and be miserable or leave and be with somebody else. Right. 
there's a lot of spaces to put boundaries in between there where, yes, I'm choosing to stay, but I'm also choosing to take care of myself and protect myself in this situation I to protect myself from feeling resentful and blaming and all of that negativity that infects the relationship. I think with two people who, I mean, based on this, based on what you were just saying, two people who are overall good people and are trying relatively with their marriage, I really think, um, I really think they should continue to try. Don't just decide one day I'm tired of it and dump it. Mm -hmm. I think there's real value in staying in a marriage. I mean, I'm not talking about one that's abusive, so all you haters out there don't get into that, but a marriage that's working, you know, somewhat working or it has potential. Yeah. And you're both trying, keep trying, keep communicating. It's not again, it's not going to be easy, but keep Mm -hmm. going. Um, Yeah. Because that's where the growth happens. If you just cut and run when it starts to get hard, I mean, starting a new relationship with a new person Maybe I would say that has a different kind of growth. So I'm not saying, oh, you're just going to stay underdeveloped if you're just in a relationship and leave. That's not exactly what I'm saying. But there is a lot of growth, personal growth that happens when you are able to keep hold yourself accountable. Well, remember why you got married to this person. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for it. And I know we talked about this in a different podcast, but remember why you got married to them. There's, yeah. there's still that person. Even if they've changed them, there's still that person. Mm-hmm. They're still worth having in your life. Yeah. Unless if you both are like, you know, I'm sick and tired of this and I'm out. You know, she eats oatmeal and I just can't accept that. You know, or whatever it might be. At the same time, not every marriage should be saved. I agree. But it's not my job or anybody else's job to tell you whether you should stay or whether it's time to end the relationship. Right. I think we're getting a little into the weeds. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Talking about accountability. Yeah, understand. We're two people with 22 years of experience. We don't have doctorate degrees in this. But, and these are our opinions. Right, right. It. And I, I think anybody that's been married will probably see a lot of similarities and at least be able to relate with what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But like always, if you have another take on this, we would love to hear it. Right. Because we haven't seen everything that there is out there to see. And maybe your experience is different. And, you know, we're totally open to that conversation. Yeah. This has been more of a conversation. We didn't really plan this one out a whole lot, but we just hit record we want, and kept talking. <laughs> we wanted. Well, we started talking about accountability, and we're like, "Hey, let's just hit the record button and see what happens." Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's important. My mind's gone like. Ooh. <clears throat> yeah, it's powered down. Yeah, that feels like it. Well, folks, thanks for listening. Go out and get some accountability. Yeah, find some at Walmart. It's on sale. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like three ninety eight or something? I don't know, it's a lot more expensive than that. Yeah. It's in the pharmacy aisle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Bites podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Let us know what you took away from this episode by sending us an email at info at you can also see what we're up to on Facebook and Instagram at Andalyn Price Coaching. Or you can visit my website, andalynprice.com, to learn more. See you next week. Bye! Bye. This is the... Now I'm going to say, this is... This is the accountability. No. <laughs> we start over. By if you...
if hopefully everyone knows what an ice cube tray is <laughs> i'm sure they do our audience people is... our age should know what that is if you don't where did you grow up who are you uh <laughs> anyway. anyway um now i just forgot the example uh, the ice, cube ice cube trays uh, 